welcome to Prince Try by Track. I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about A Case of You, and that of course is the letter U, from One Night Alone, dot dot dot. Uh, originally recorded spring 2001 at Paisley Park and released on the 17th of January 2002 as an MP3 to the MPG Music Club listeners. Um, this is of course a cover of the Joni Mitchell song, A Case of You, where she spells out the whole word Y-O-U. Uh, at first released on the 22nd of June 1971 from the album Blue. Uh, on this track you have Prince and unusually John Blackwell. The track is 3 minutes 39 and joining me to talk about today is Alec Rayner. Hello Alec. Hello. Um, I feel like, you know, it's fairly easy to say what the genre is, which is, uh, for some reason, and I don't know why this happens, but Prince had an affinity with female singer-songwriters. Um, you know, he covered One of Us, he covered Every Day is a Winding Road. Um <laughs> You know, later on, um, he'll do a version of Another Love, um, which, you know, is also sort of a cover. Um, but in, in this case, this is kind of, this is this is a cover version that Prince had been singing at this point since like 1983. So we're talking, what, 16 years? Yes. Um, the same concert that he debuted, um, debuted Purple Rain at and I Would Die For You and Baby I'm A Star. The same concert where um, those general bass tracks were recorded before he overlaid some stuff on them. And which here on the album, he also performed a case of you at that concert also, but um, with a more of a focus on guitar instead of piano. So this is this is a track that he'd been performing for at this point for 16 years, and he would continue to perform on pretty much every single tour um, after this. Um, he performed it kind of intermittently throughout the 80s, um, you know, on the Around the World in the Day tour and Parade tour, and then on the Nude tour, and then not until the Gold tour. Um, so, you know, there's about five or six tours where he performed it, but then from 2001 onwards, he performed it on pretty much every single tour, leading all the way up until his penultimate performance on the 14th of April, um, 2016. Um, he did two shows, one of which was a rescheduled show from earlier in the week when he had had, um, what at the time was reported as flu. Um, and then, you know, this was the scheduled show that he performed it at, um, the earlier show. Um, at the Fox Theatre in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, one week before he died, he played A Case of You <laughs> on the set list. Um, so, you know, that means he he was playing this song for, um, I don't know, what is that, like 30-something years? Yeah. Um, so clearly this is a song that he really loved. Um, oh, yeah. The fact that he performed it this much, um, you know. And uh, uh, unusually, the version that Prince recorded... Um, you know, ended up on a different album called A Tribute to Joni Mitchell in 2007, um, a slightly edited version. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that also had songs by uh, Sufjan Stevens and Bjork, um, Cassandra Wilson, Sarah McLachlan, Annie Lennox. Um, James Taylor did a cover of River um, on there. And Katie Lang covered Help Me, uh, which, of course, Prince quoted in uh, Ballad of Dorothy Parker, I think. Yes. Um, Prince, obviously, a huge Joni Mitchell fan from, uh, you know, from the from the jump, basically. Oh, yeah. Even on the Controversy album, you can see, um, I think, a title of it. It says Joni something on one of the newspapers in the background. Yeah. I yeah. forget exactly what it says, but... There's a shout out to Joni Mitchell on there. Throughout his career, he also wrote a number of songs that he intended for Joni Mitchell. Um, and yeah. she, she being one of the very few people to turn Prince down and, you know, just basically did not like songs that he wrote for her. She just did not perform. And he either ended up performing them himself or giving them to some of his protégés. 
Um, you know, so I can't recall like the titles of those particular songs, but apparently, you know, it was at least you know a, a handful of songs that he he kind of wrote with the intention of giving them to her to sing and she just yes. sent the cassettes back and was like no thank you very much i, I don't want to perform these songs um, <laughs> yeah when i um did a tour of paisley park they have this little mural wall of like prince's influences and you have your like your basic ones that people can just kind of assume off the top of their head even if they don't really know prince like Jimi hendrix and george clinton and sly stone they're all painted up there and, um, but what the tour guide, the two people that the tour guide was really putting an emphasis on, cause I think a lot of people, even though it makes sense what you think about it, but, um, that they don't really see the influence are, are, um, Joni Mitchell and Carlos Santana is that they both had a huge influence on Prince and, um, he was going on the tour. They made a really big emphasis on how, um, Joni was, um, one of Prince's favorites I think he said one of the few albums where he enjoyed like every part of it and wouldn't do anything different on was her um, 1977 album, I think, The Hissing of Summer Lawns. So he's he's been name-dropping Joni for the longest. And um, apparently, according to Joni Mitchell, she also has a story about um, when she was touring and she did a show in Minneapolis. And... Um, and, you know, it's a city that was mostly on um, white people. And she saw that there was like um, a couple um, African-Americans and one of them, she knows it was Prince because she recognized his eyes. Like <laughs> she said it was like maybe like the eyes of a doe or something like that. And she recalls um, him just like staring and like awe the entire concert and that she would get fan mail from Prince with like <laughs> and that had the same like handwriting that you'd see on his like linear notes and stuff like that. And on his like, um, all those pieces of paper where he writes down the lyrics that you can probably find on the internet. She said it's the same handwriting. So they've had this, um, mutual respect thing going on for a while. And when she, when Prince was inducted into the UK music hall of fame, they had a little, um, like compilation video showing all Prince's achievements. Then you had artists, come in and be like oh yeah prince is amazing he can play every instrument and at the very end Joni mitchell comes out and is like uh prince i wish i could be there you're the greatest live act i've ever seen and you throw the best parties in all of america and yet for some reason she still wouldn't perform one of his songs <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah um unusually for this version of a case of you now this is the thing that is really strange well first of all it's dedicated to the memory of prince's father who had died the year before this album came out um, you know, which uh, I, I can imagine. I mean, obviously, his relationship with his father was, you know, a kind of, uh, you know, a kind of tortured one, not as portrayed in um, Purple Rain. <laughs> you know, Prince yeah. had to state several times that that was not an accurate portrayal. Um, but, you know, the, the divorce of his parents, obviously, you know, kind of, I, I guess, set yeah. him on the road to becoming a musician because he ended up living with, you know, some friends. Obviously, his father was a musician. His mother was a singer. You know, obviously, the influence was there. Um, you know, there were a few songs where um, John Nelson shared a co-writing credit. So obviously Prince, you know, was willing to work with his father. So it's touching that, you know, this, this was the kind of dedication that he chose for his father after his recent passing. Um, but the weirdest thing is Prince only performs the middle of the song. He 
drops the first verse and chorus and he doesn't perform the final verse and chorus. The final verse and chorus is about, you know, I saw a woman and obviously I, I guess I don't think Prince felt that applied. Um, and so he starts with, um, you know, I am a lonely painter. I live in a box of paints. That's that's the point at which he starts, which, um, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird because if you listen to the Joni Mitchell version, which is not that much longer than the Prince version, you know, it's they're roughly the same length. Um, Prince manages to like he obviously has like a you know a bit of a piano introduction before the song begins and then he gets into it um and immediately you're like where is the rest of the song um <laughs> you know, yeah like, um but I think it's interesting that he starts with I am a lonely painter because obviously it feels like he's singing the part of the song that he really relates to and you know obviously you know being a being a performer um, you know, being an artist, like immediately that is the part that he starts with. And that's obviously what he's drawn to. And I've always thought that maybe the reason why he admitted that first verse is because like the second half of that first verse has a lot of references to Canada. She's talking about how she drew a map of Canada. And then she sings, oh, Canada and um, and stuff like that. So I thought maybe that didn't apply. Just like how um, you were talking about in the third verse, how I was talking about um, a woman meeting a woman and stuff like that and um, how that might not have also applied. So maybe the second verse really just was the one he connected with, or, you know, it just wouldn't make sense to have the first and third verse coming from Prince. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know because the thing is Prince has sung things in the past that didn't really apply to him. Like I don't, I, okay. you know, I don't, I don't think it has to be kind of like a hundred percent applied to Prince for him to sing about it. Um, but yeah, I guess, I, you know, I guess singing about Canada doesn't really apply to someone who isn't Canadian, but I feel like Prince is close, like, you know, Minneapolis is close enough to yeah, Canada. Yeah, close enough. You know, I feel like he would have felt some, you know, the whole Minnesota nice thing. It feels like, the, you know, that is kind of like an affinity to Canadians. Um, but yeah, you know, he, 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 like I say, he starts off with talking about the, you know, I'm a lonely painter. I live in a box of paint. I used to be frightened by the devil and drawn to those who weren't afraid. Again, I, I feel like that fits with Prince's, you know, recent conversion. So maybe that's why he wanted to get to that part of the song quicker. Uh, remember when you told me that love was touching souls? Well, surely you touched mine. Now, if you take that in the context of, you know, Prince talking about his father, you know, that feels like, you know, a very kind of applicable thing, you know, like um, the idea that his father has touched his soul. I, you know, it, I don't think you can kind of dispute that, um, you know, Prince, you know, Prince's father, you know, his influence is, is kind of felt even without this, you know, from the songs that obviously he recorded with him, but also throughout his career, you know, it's kind of obvious, oh, yeah. you know, the kind of influence his father had on him. Um, you know, and, and we kind of then go to a little piano break um, before, you know, he says, uh, you're in my blood like holy wine. You're so sweet and so you're so bitter and so sweet. I could drink a case of you, darling, and still be on my feet. Still be on my feet. Um, so, you know, the, I think obviously the title, A Case of You, if you haven't heard the song, you do have to think, well, is this like a medical case? Um, like, is someone saying that someone has come down with a case of you? Like, you know, what is the context? But obviously it's, it's, it's in the context of drinking wine. <laughs> so, uh, yep. which, you know, I guess if you think about like the, you know, the kind of the, the, the artist that came from, 
um, you know, like kind of early California, you know, I'm guessing wine drinking probably was something that went on quite a lot. But yeah, so I, I, I you know, I don't think that that second part really the sentiment would apply to John Nelson, um, <laughs> you know, because obviously that 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 feels like it applies to someone who's more like, you know, a, you know, your lover. But yeah, so I mean, I, I think the arrangement the Prince chooses and kind of the simplicity of it, um, you know, I like this album has a lot of songs where it feels like Prince is kind of feeling things out on the piano and he doesn't really he doesn't really seem to have a firm grasp of of kind of how to do elaborate piano com- composition um you know he's obviously a very competent pianist but he's not someone who at this stage in his career you know obviously this is something that improves later on is you know what one would call you know like a concert standard pianist um you know he can play his own songs well enough uh, and he can rearrange his own songs well enough but it just seems like he, you know, he he kind of isn't really, you know, up to the standard of, of kind of most pianists. But in this song, I don't think it really makes any difference. I think like the kind of the arrangement of it is nice and simple. You know, you have just kind of the smallest piece of John Blackwell. <laughs> like it's not like the drums overwhelm or anything. They're just kind of lightly there in the background. And, you know, it's it's a really nice arrangement. And, you know, obviously this is a, a song Prince loved, the fact that he would still go on to perform this for, like, the next 14 years. <laughs> like, um, Although, interestingly enough, he didn't perform it at the um, the One Night Alone Live, which I feel is, like, he missed an opportunity there. Like, um, But, yeah, you know, like, this is obviously a song that Prince returned to over and over. And I can kind of see why, because, you know, this part of the song does kind of seem to make sense to him, you know, like the idea of being an artist and connecting with someone deeply about that. And, you know, he says, you know, parts of you pour out of me from time to time in these lines, you know, that again, that's a sentiment that kind of makes sense when he's talking about his father. Um, and then kind of, you know, the, the kind of closeness of, of the final few lines and kind of what that implies, you know, so it's, it's just, it's just a really nice arrangement of one third of a case of you <laughs> um you know not a, not a really a true kind of full cover and it would have been interesting to hear prince kind of do the last kind of verse and chorus but i guess this is the part that he kind of related to the most and i've never heard any um prince live performance of this that wasn't just that second verse so yeah that second verse is um definitely where it um ends and begin begins and ends i'm gonna say four out of five um i feel like you know, a lot of One Night Alone is very kind of, I don't know, the arrangements are very kind of basic. Uh, not that I want, I don't need, the, I don't need like the piano to be flashy, um, but I feel Prince's kind of limitations as a pianist kind of hold back a few of the songs. Um, so I feel like if the kind of, the, the kind of build up at the start was a bit more elaborate and maybe if we, you know, that kind of the little middle eight thing that he does, the little solo, if that had a bit more to it, then maybe it would be a five out of five. But as it is, you know, it just feels like a, a very kind of competent arrangement, which is nonetheless quite touching given the sentiment, you know, of, of Prince's father, you know, passing, you know, not very like, like literally was within like a year or something of this album coming out. So, yeah, you know, this is very, very kind of raw for Prince. I would give this uh, probably four and a half stars just because I love um, when he's doing the chorus, dear one part um, when he's re-singing it. He like kind of does this like screeching falsetto when he says "Holy wine," and he, I described it in a way that it doesn't make it sound beautiful with screeching falsetto, but it, it somehow is, and it's fantastic. And I'll, I'll even rewind sometime just to hear it again. I love um, his singing on this. I think it's a very touching song and a great um, tribute to both his father and um, one of 
the artists that um, really inspired him the most. And um, I think through that, this might be my favorite Prince cover that has been on an actual album. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I'll go ahead and say I think this, out of all the covers that have been on his officially released albums, this is probably my favorite one. You're reserving judgment on another love, then. Yeah, yeah, I I, I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, you know, like, it's one of those things where, you know, Prince covered covered songs so rarely. Um, You know, the fact that basically his first covers came in 96 after, you know, 17 years as an artist, (laughs) like, 18 years as an artist. the fact that he waited that long before he covered anything, um, and then you know the amount of covers that he does after this point, that you know I think there's only maybe two more before the end of his career. So like, it was very rare that he bothered to cover a song. So when he did, you know, you obviously kind of paid attention a little bit, and you know you were like, well, I wonder why he's covering this song, uh, which is different to my reaction to Every Day's a Winding Road, where the question was, I wonder why he's covering this song. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he doesn't like, that's a song where his cover didn't really add anything. Yep. Whereas I think here kind of, he recontextualizes it a little bit and makes it about something slightly different to what Joni Mitchell obviously, you know, made it about, uh, which, you know, in the first case was Canada yeah. and then, <laughs> and then was other things. So, you know, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a, like you say, it's a touching tribute and, you know, I think it really kind of, it kind of works um you know and uh, i don't know if this is the well i yeah i, th- I think like just ha- like the addition of john blackwell as well kind of elevates it a little bit above the rest of the stuff on one night alone um you know which is kind of like i said is kind of something that i'm sure people are tired of hearing from me is mostly kind of very basic piano stuff like you know it's not like prince has a kind of complexity of a concert pianist and so the arrangements do sometimes feel a little bit simple um yeah, but in this case, I think the addition of John Blackwell just elevates the song just a little bit. Um, you know, obviously a great drummer. Um, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about a case of you. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Alec Rainer ninety eight is my Twitter handle. Feel free to message me. Um, talk to me. I love Prince. I love talking about stuff, and I enjoy being on this podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter for Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure why you would, unless of course you are Joni Mitchell. Then by all means, <laughs> do email at Prince Track by Track at gmail dot com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Alex. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye.